A boy's best friend is his mother. Janet! Dr. Scott! Janet! Ah! Rocky! Oh, you're so cool, Brewster! I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare, huh? It was an asylum! And it was hell! 20 years of pure hell! Movies don't create psychos! Movies make psychos more creative! They're all gonna laugh at you! Hey, shouldn't you be folding towels somewhere, sniffing jock straps? Better give me those shoes, they're mine, give them back to me! How many times do I have to tell you Ursula Andres belongs with the transvestites, not the perverts? Oh, you heterosexuals. It rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. You're a bullshit artist! They're coming! They're coming! Hello and welcome to Scream and Queens, the horror podcast with the queer eye view. Uh, my name is Jonathan Larkin. I'm Martin Fennity. Uh, I'm Jonathan Butler. And I'm Stephen Moore. And tonight we are taking on torture porn. So basically, if you haven't heard of what torture porn is, where have you been? I'm <laughs> sure you will know what torture porn is. But in the basically in the in the um, in the wake of nine eleven, uh, George Bush and his war on terror meant anything declared distinctly un-American became the new go-to villain for a mainstream audience, horror or otherwise. Torture was high in the public consciousness, with scandalous stories of Abu Ghraib and Guantanamo Bay flooding the mainstream news with leaked images in 2004. The use of torture as a tool to protect America was a controversial and disturbing subject. It was only a matter of time before it was filtered into a horror cinema, exploding with gory splatter. Adding a penchant for pincers with a rapidly increasing xenophobia and you've got the perfect storm, harnessed by Eli Roth for his 2005 film Hostel and its sequel, 2007's imaginatively titled Hostel Part 2. <laughs> First time viewing for oh, ma- yeah, many of us? Yeah, it was for yeah. me. Yeah, I have seen it before. I've seen bits of the second one, but when I was, what, just, oh, what's this at late at night? Oh, yeah. turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> I quite I quite like, I, I don't love the first Hostel, but quite, I do quite like the second Hostel. And I'd seen them a couple of times. Um, and I just thought it'd be quite interesting for us to talk about, especially the first one, because we, we, don't often cover Boys in Peril hmm. films because there aren't as many out there. And I always think that's quite interesting for us to talk about. Mm. Um, so I put, when I decided that we'd do the Hostel films, I put a question out to our usual Twitter cronies just to see what their sort of reactions were to the Hostel films because I know they've been quite controversial, haven't they, in a way. Um, they were the sort of, I mean, Saw came first, but Hostel was sort of in the middle of all of that torture porn hmm. explosion, wasn't it, in the mid noughties um, so I thought I'd put it out there to Twitter and we got quite a good few responses um, and 
annoyingly. That's really annoying. So I've, I've copied and pasted from Twitter, but the names of the people haven't copied and pasted <laughs> just their responses. Um, it's a good job I can actually remember most of them. So uh, the lovely Amanda Ray has responded saying that she actually loved the first Hostel. She thinks it's actually a pretty layered film. And she then she then promised to get a, get a hold of a good um, academic analysis on the xenophobia and nationalism in the subtext. So she did that, and I read that today. Stephen, you read yeah, it as well. So. Um, so thank you very much for that. It gave me a really big headache. So yeah, that's really grateful <laughs> for that. Um, so um, our friends at Hack and Slash Podcast says he hasn't seen them in a while, but he remembers enjoying the gore, but not much else. A bit too trash mm-hmm. and sleazy for him. Not um, enough. <laughs> Literally <laughs> not enough. <laughs> House of Freud's Dying says effective but vaguely reprehensible. He says he looks forward to hearing our take on them. Only vaguely. (laughs) The lovely Emmy Costa says she quite enjoyed the first one, wasn't too fussed on the second one. Looking forward to seeing what we thought of them. And then Gidget Von LaRue says that she liked both. First one from the victim's view, second one kind of from the monster's view. And uh, Matt Penny says, number one has the most insufferable leads of any horror film I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) But two is pretty enjoyable and alarmingly well shot for the Eli Roth flick. He says the literal bloodbath is the standoff for him. Danny Rawcliffe says um, he enjoyed them both, but the second film always sticks in his mind because, more because of the female cast and that ending. And, um, <laughs> yeah, just remembers. Eye-watering. And um, Cozy Perversa finally says, actually, I quite enjoy them overall and think they managed to do more or less what they set out to do. So I suppose that's the first question. <laughs> do they do what they say on the tin? What did they set out to do? It's my first question. Well, yeah, I know, I know. I um, there's lots that's been said on there about the sort of political element of it, and it's about, you know, um, straight white American boys going over to Europe and sort of the way that they are very much the aggressors in a, in a foreign land, but then get out of the depths and get kind of paid back for it a little bit. So often a lot of people have wondered what Eli Roth's stance on all that is, which I've read up on bits and bobs, but there's no, there's no clear response from him. He basically said uh, there are a lot of political statements in Hostel. It's up to the film scholars to find them out. Mm. See, I think... I'm glad I didn't really take much... I think I probably took notice at the time and got turned off watching the film to just why I haven't watched them until now mm. and seeing bits like Jonathan late at night when I've come in from the pub or something <laughs> yeah. and then thought, no, there's no point staying up, go to bed. <laughs> yeah. But actually my own impression without reading too much into it is actually there. I think I agree with one of the... With one of the one of our friends from Twitter, I think they are quite. I think they're surprisingly layered. God knows what his stance is, but I thought, particularly Hostel One, yeah, felt to me almost like a satire. Mm. Like the American boys, yeah, they were sort of the aggressors, but they were almost a bit. It was almost all a bit too cartoonish. They were just all you. Know, they were just ordinary boys out having you know, out having fun, yeah. having sex <clears throat> on holiday, typical jocks. Um, and that's what you would expect American boys to do. That's what people would want American boys to do. Yeah. And all the Europeans were painted as being weird and ridiculous and always cartoon-like. And it was always... I always felt like the film was taking the piss out of Americans and their attitude that Europeans were weird and other and yeah. stupid yeah. And, and not normal. I couldn't quite make my mind up whether I thought that, because part of me was thinking it's a bit like a Simpsons episode. Because mm. <laughs> everybody in it is, is a stupid, is a, is a stereotype. Yeah. Everybody yeah. is a piss take of that kind of, of what you expect that person to mm. be. And part of me did think, 
is that on purpose? But then there was another part of me that just thought, or is it just someone who's quite inept making making a film that's just not that good? Um, and and I still I'm still no closer to 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 deciding where to stand on that. The, so the plot of the film is basically there's three young backpackers. Well, one's not so young. Mm. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> two American friends, Josh and Paxton, uh, and the older one um, is is Ollie, isn't he? And yeah, he's like Ollie from Iceland, from Iceland. Yeah. and he's traveling on his own. He's left his wife and his child. Yeah, in Iceland, they might even have split up. Maybe. Yeah. Whereas Josh and Paxton are like two preppy boys, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, Josh wants to. Josh yeah, is going to be got like like a writer, and Paxton's going to be a, a, a lawyer. Yeah, yeah. They're just having like a, a gap here, aren't they? Yeah. So they meet. They met Ali. They say they met Ali in Paris, don't they? And he then he's like brings them to Amsterdam, which is in Amsterdam. I think it's Prague where they filmed it. Yeah, it's, it's not Amsterdam, is it? Uh, and then they go on, don't they? From there, so they get they meet a guy called Alexi who promises them endless amounts of vagina. Yeah. In um, <laughs> Slovakia. Um, and they go to Slovakia basically, and which is then, the Czech Republic. Which is the, the Czech Republic, yeah. <laughs> Slovakia. When, when it was funny, we were laughing. That uh, you know when they get the train there, mm. and they get off the train. We were expecting the train station to be called Slovakia Station. And then we get there, and the premise of it is when once they're there. They think that they're going to have a wild time with lots of gorgeous girls, and they're actually seduced into a sort of human trafficking ring, where they are auctioned off to rich people who want to murder and torture people in a in a torture chamber inside a big mm. disused factory, which is quite cool. I like the factory. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah, there's some good shots there. Reminds me of big parties. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it sets up for what you think is going to be the most sort of obscene, shocking um, second half of a horror movie that you've ever seen. And I think that I think more the, the most problematic. Hmm. We all know I love that word. The most the, the worst part of the film for me, the big the big letdown for me was that once you get to that point, it's, it doesn't deliver what it's, no, it's going to deliver. It's fairly tame. Mm-hmm. I was surprised at how tame it was, given what had come away. The impression I'd come away with yeah. 10, 15 years ago. I was surprised how tame it was. Yeah. I couldn't, almost couldn't believe that it was being talked about in the same breath as the Saw films. Yeah. And in some ways, I thought it actually better than Saw films. Mm. Were, you, there was more substance to these than the Saw films, but I couldn't, yeah, I didn't think they were, I didn't think it was that yeah. unusual. Yeah, and I definitely. I agree. I think it's actually a better film in its essence than Saw films. Like it did have more layers. It was mm. more well structured, and I yeah, liked yeah. the developments, the characters. Even though they were like idiots, I liked yeah. where they went with it. And then it just literally nothing happens. It's forty minutes before we get any scenes of torture. Like forty minutes, mm. and you're gonna call yourself well, they didn't call themselves, but they got called torture. But mm. I think it's a prime example of like media making something sounds mm. worse than what it actually was I mean yeah, a bigger definitely. deal of something it is yeah. so it gets its notoriety from that as opposed to the film itself yeah the second one's a lot more. maybe but maybe, still not enough yeah. maybe the film company too I, I imagine in some ways they like the contro- the controversy and yeah people yeah, go and see it people, people go and see it if it's like built this ride of yeah, gore yeah. and yeah. 
misery and horror. It's actually a sex comedy, isn't it, for 40 minutes? Yeah, the first Yes, yeah. it is, yeah. It's a sex comedy that's not as good as sex comedies. It's not as good as Porky's. And <laughs> no. Revenge of the Nerds and things like that. That's inspired by from the 80s. Confessions of a Backpacker. <laughs> 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 yeah, so what was your take on the, you know, the sort of, the overall, I mean, we'll get into details as we go mm. along, but what did you think, John? I didn't mind it. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't tell people to run out and watch it. I wouldn't really go out and recommend it to people. But mm. as a you know, as a an American take on torture porn, then you know it's it does what it says on the tin. It's decent enough. Yeah, <laughs> I think the problem I had with it was a lot of the stuff that it kind of references and a lot of stuff Eli Roth likes. I'd kind of seen before. I'd seen this, yeah, so yeah. it was lost on me. It, it was like if you'd never seen. A film by Takeshi Maiki or you know any of these other Asian directors, then it might be new to you. But yeah, I'd, I'd seen all those before, so yeah, it's like yeah, it was, it was taken like that Asian horror, like the the nineties Asian horror, which was pretty extreme. You know, we've all mm-hmm. seen Audition and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. he's taken that and doing his own version of it. It's funny, isn't it? Because Audition, you could say the same thing, couldn't you? Nothing happens for forty five minutes, but. Because of the way that film's made, you're, you're utterly, you're, you're sort of gripped yeah. by it. Yeah. Because of the, the craftsmanship of that film, the, yeah. the, the cast's and really good, it, and the story's great. And it does actually deliver. When it, when it starts getting gory, it, you know, it is gory. Yeah. And I think, well, it's not really a spoiler, but Takeshi Miki's even in it as a car, in a, he's got a cameo, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. So for me, that's a little nod to say, you know, this is kind of where I've, Got me ideas from, and also Tarantino's involved, isn't he? Well, it's Quentin Tarantino presents, right? So and, what, and that's what did he actually do? do he you, just do we know he's executive producer on the second yeah. one at least, but I don't both of them. Yeah, I noticed that on both of them, and both, of, the, and both of them feature clips of Tarantino oh, films. Right. Yeah, 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 the yeah. Pulp yeah. Fiction's traces. Mm. Yeah, it's a. I feel like that. Tarantino's involvement was strictly name-based. That's yeah, the impression it, I got well, from I th- it. Well, I think he would have had... He's probably had some influence, hasn't he, because it does what Tarantino films do. And well, that's it. It rips, rips old things off. That's yeah. basically Tarantino's model. Annie yeah. Iroth just copied it. He's yeah. taken, you know, these Asian horror films and kind of repackaged it and sanitised it almost from yeah. an American audience. I mean, yeah. people probably... You might, I mean, maybe I'm being racist or whatever, but it's like... Americans probably aren't going to bother sitting there. Oh, this has got subtitles and not, you know, I don't want to yeah, see this. No, I that's want to put it in English and put some Americans in it and I'll watch it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I, and I think that's one of the most offensive things about the film is yeah. that it is so sanitised. Yeah. And you're like, oh, it's such a shame because he's clearly a big fan of the films that he's ripping off. Yeah, it's a weird, for me, it's a weird one because I can see the good in what he's doing, but at the same time, mm. if you know, if someone enjoys Hostel, Goes to IMDb and goes looks at more films like this and sees Itchy the Killer, yeah, it's Reiki, and, fa- and every if they get into these other films that Eli Roth likes, yeah, through watching Hostel, then fair play, you know, yeah, yeah. and it's a good thing because that, that, that happened to me with Tarantino. Like a lot of the black exploitation and exploitation films in the seventies that I now love, yeah, I was only introduced to them through Jackie Brown, and hmm. um, Pulp Fiction less so, but like, but going through. His, and the Grindhouse when he did the Grindhouse yeah. double bill thing um, which I'm very sniffy about now but at the time that did introduce mm. me to, the, to what Grindhouse cinema was so so I think they do stand a purpose for that and yeah definitely a purpose. it just 
when you know what it's based on and that that is kind of better than it so it's mm. always going to be like a bit of a pale imitation but if it gets people interested in it then you know that's going to be a good thing I couldn't decide whether that I've been conditioned to not really be that bothered about gore and yeah. violence by you three or whether actually me thinking actually and I wasn't actually thinking of any of the Asian horror but thinking I'm sure I've seen worse, worse yeah. in, in in less controversial films. I always got the sense that every time there was sort of real, there was any real violence, a lot of the time, Eli Roth got you to turn your head away yeah. while you were still carrying on looking at the screen. Yeah. The camera went off. Yeah. Of course, the camera so, so many you, you didn't actually have to, you didn't have, you didn't have to sort of yeah. hide behind your hands yeah. or anything. Eli Roth didn't give you the choice. He yeah. just, he, yeah, that's the sort of thing that they did in old-fashioned Hollywood films with sex and violence, mm-hmm. where you, you, they'd set it up and you knew there was going to be sex and you knew there was going to be violence, yeah. and then it would cut, completely cut away. It's yeah. such an old-fashioned... It's quite conservative. It's a very it? concerted thing yeah. to do, and I think yeah. that that in itself is actually quite offensive, because you should be able to... Uh, you should If you're going to build your film as being like that, if that's yeah. the sort of film that you're going to gonna try and create then you should commit to that and actually you should encourage your audience to have the autonomy and the power and the the sense to watch what it's ready to watch and turn away from what it's what it what it isn't yeah totally agree i do think there probably is some of us just being sanitized to Mm. it because (laughs) i watched this double bill with terry and he hid behind his hands for most of it did he yeah like and he was physically boring at scenes <laughs> and really had a bad reaction to it said he really hated it and was very angry with making me watch <laughs> thinking of watching the only bit was he tied to a chair with a ball cap and i was just reenacting the scenes on him <laughs> it's like, like a 4d experience The only bit really that made me squeamish is something that I've spoken about before, and yeah. trying to get his heel. I thought it was oh, yeah. tendon, yeah. Yes. Oh. yes. And he tries to stand up. That was good. That was good, yeah. yeah. That, that was worse because he stood up. That, yeah. that was yeah. one of the most effective of them. Because as you say, you can, okay, I'll leave the door open so you can go and yeah. just. Yeah, you don't actually see him do that. We well, don't see him do that. Yeah, no. exactly. It's just when he stands up and you just see it start to separate. Yeah, and that's, that's good. Start. That's good. Part of me does wonder. And, um, I should have done my research on this, so it could actually be documented. But part of me wondered whether it was a budget thing. Yeah, and oh, maybe it was on purpose. Maybe he was thinking, well, the people who know horrible know that he's bending down and cutting down, cutting his heels, yeah. and people who are less familiar now. will think. What's he doing yeah. down there? Yeah. And then get horrifically hor- yeah. surprised when he stands up and it turns up his heels. But he does that in every scene, though. Yeah. Like the, 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 the bit with the drill. You don't yeah. see the drill going. Yeah. I like the only time I think it works. I want to see the drill going. <laughs> the only time I think it works is when he played the flaps and he's on the, um, yeah. the gale cutting off, getting a toe cut off, and then it cuts to hair cutting the toenails, yeah. which yeah. is fun. But also, why the hell was she cutting her toenails in the middle of a lobby of a hotel? Because that's fucking gross. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. That's the most offensive you are thing in the whole film. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought there was. There, I mean, there were bits that made me um, sort of laugh, or there were bits that I, I did think was funny, and I don't know if it was intentional or not. Really, are we talking the first one? Yeah. What What made you laugh? Do you know, I can't remember now. When I was saying, <laughs> 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 but. I liked when they're in the brothel at the start and he hears 
what sounds like someone being tortured and then he walks in and it's someone just paid. Oh yeah, it sounds, like, yeah. it sounds like the woman's yeah. being tortured yeah. and like, yeah, yeah. That, that's so, funny. Someone's just paying to be yeah. battered. You watch, you pay! <laughs> yeah. And he chases him, he gets chased out, doesn't he? And then the other guy runs yeah. and he goes, oh, it's okay, I'll pay. I will pay. So, pay. <laughs> so there was the bit, so that's the bit where Josh says, isn't it? Paying to go into a room to do whatever you want isn't exactly a turn on. Yeah. Uh, he says that before they go to the brothel and then it's actually like a shadow a foreshadow isn't it of what's going to happen yeah. later on in the film that's and a bit laboured I think yeah yeah. as a, as a, as a thing it's it, just so heavy handed to just think you think that's heavy handed what's the, what's the line where I just thought oh my god did someone write, really write that there's so much pussy and because of the war there are no guys oh. <laughs> which I judge to be terrible 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 writing yeah but then so then, although the you essay. do, you do also have the line. I'm so glad I shaved my balls. You know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <That's, laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, no, that's. Where did you draw the line? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think it, it all just felt so ham-fisted. But that essay thing that Amanda Ray sent mm. us, there is a, there is a moment, there's a line in that that talks about that very line about the, because of the war there are no guys, and they make the point that if you look at. Um, if you look at recent history in that region, there were no wars in that region yeah. in, in the recent time just before that. Well, there was a breakup of Yugoslavia, wasn't it? Yeah, but there was nothing. But not in Slovakia itself. Yeah, there yeah. was no massive wars around that that region. So what this what the the person who wrote this essay read that as was that it's actually really clever, and it's it's basically the person is saying that's those lads, and they're going, oh yeah, to show that they're really thick, right? Like they're ignorant of yeah. the rest of the Europe. Yeah. Which is possible, but then I also think that the writer could just be really ignorant. <laughs> and but that's just, it. I think. I think. Where do you give the credit? I actually wonder whether people give him a bit too much. Credit. I think. I mean, I read the. I read, didn't read all the article. I read all the first ten pages, and I didn't. Kind of didn't really agree with it. It's like. I think they're giving Eli Roth too much credit. I don't, and in the, in the nicest possible way, I don't think he's that smart. Yeah. That you know the references to Abu Ghraib and stuff like that. I don't. I don't really see it. But I but I did though. But I did. There's another film that does that more obvious. Um Children of Men. Oh yeah. Mm. yeah. Remember that. So I'm surprised that if the script is so ham fisted and knowing what Eli Roth's like. Yeah. I'm surprised that there's not more obvious you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Oh I see what you mean, yeah. She's given the whoever wrote the article is looking at is is Trying to say Eli Roth to be very subtle, but I don't see that subtlety in him. But I, but I do think that that I think that that generally that stuff, the Abu Ghraib stuff, did influence these films. Hmm. Not in a not in like directly, a, yeah, yeah, not in, not in a way where he's like consciously gone. Oh, I'm going to reference that. Hmm. I'm going to do that. I just think that it fed into what horror creators were doing because it's always done it throughout through the like the whole of the last century. Hmm. Whatever was going on politically did influence visually what was in horror movies didn't it yeah and I don't think you it know. is always intentional I think it's like a subconscious it's like having nightmares I think it's like yeah. some people make, make horror films the way that we have nightmares yeah I think with that line around the, the lack of guys and because of, because of the war if it was intentional it was actually so subtle that for a popular audience it would have gone over the head anyway and they almost feel like that in itself is almost patronising taking the piss out of the audience yeah not in a not in a good not in any yeah. you mean like if you're telling a joke knowing that they're not going to get it I get it, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah he wants yeah. the audience to, to be yeah. he wants his audience to be stupid yeah yeah. see that's why I don't that's why I don't agree with the article I think the article pr- it projects a lot of stuff onto the film which I yeah. don't think is there I mean yeah 
if that's yeah. all, if that's what that person sees, then I'm I'm not yeah. going to tell him the wrong. But, but I, I don't see that. Yeah, it's I, probably I more likely to be clumsy. Yeah, I, I think it is likely to be clumsy. But I do, but I do agree with them that. I do feel like those images and what was going on did influence mm. that little space of films mm. at the time. It's probably see that. it's probably more to point out the kind of like I was saying before with like Asian films and you know films from other cultures. It's probably showing that Americans don't really know about other cultures. Yeah. They just yeah. say, "Oh, there was a war in this. There was a war yeah. in this country when there wasn't a war." Yeah, and so the Americans just go along with it, and it's yeah. like this is what you want. You want repackaged. You want these great films repackaged yeah. and easily digestible. For me. Eli Rotterdam's taking the piss out of Hollywood in itself. Yeah. It's like, you know, you wouldn't... But they know the difference between yeah. Slovakia, yeah. Chechnya, yeah. Yugoslavia, Abajan, Azerbaijan. Yeah. Probably yeah. not. But where but else we do? Yeah. <laughs> well, I do, thanks to Eurovision. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, I only know Eurovision and Azerbaijan. It's the only time I've ever heard Isabella. You. But uh, we can't rail a girl who's in a coma. I think that's illegal, even in Amsterdam. So I really like the opening of the film. I love the I love the um, with someone's cleaning up, aren't they? Whistling yeah. as they clean up. Yeah, it was really effective. Yeah, I love the whistling. I thought that I love that motif throughout the. Yeah, yeah. I think that was they tried to do something in the second one to like kind of open it in a similar mm. sort of way and it just doesn't work it wasn't well. as effective no. no no and I was like oh you should have just done the whistle I would have let you off with coffee and you know mm. however just jumping forward to the second one the the old woman who is who is making Whitney up to be tortured who's oh, yeah. doing the makeup is whistling <laughs> yeah and I was wondering was that a I one? think that was was that meant to be her yeah. cleaning up in the face yeah, maybe it, well, yeah, it might be. yeah I just wonder it was direct reference though though yeah but what I liked about that opening was how um, chilling and quiet it was, and it, I think that made you think that that's the kind of film you're going to get. <laughs> and yeah. then it comes like sex force, you know. I, I thought that was a bit disappointing. But they were you did an effective job of creating few characters who I literally couldn't stand I know. in like such a small amount of time, I and I hated them with every fiber of my being. Yeah. <laughs> Even the one that was meant to be a bit more Josh, was it? Mm. Yeah, it was meant to be more sensitive, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, but I was just like, oh, you're just a dick. Yeah, they were all dicks. All absolute dicks. And this is the problem with the, this is this was at the time. Maybe I was just a bit more sensitive to it at the time, but the 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 so the use of the the words and the gay and fag like all the time really bothered me. Mm. At the, now I'm a bit like, oh, I heard it all before. But at the time I did I did find it a really hard watching that sense and I thought it re- I think the viewing experience for a queer audience and a straight audience might have been quite different watching mm. that film. Because because when you sort of 
when you spend most of your life hearing those words projected at you in a derogatory manner and then it's just normalised on screen and nobody's being brought brought mm. to sort of justice for it, so to speak, other than being tortured. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I think it's okay. <laughs> But, you know, not having any kind of voice on there, that's a bit of a voice of reason yeah. in, in, to counterbalance that. Um, I did I did always have a bit of a, an issue with it, and I didn't know... Ha- I still don't really know how I feel about it. See, I kind of saw it as... They were these over-dramatised idiot Americans, and then them using that language, and that just kind of exemplified how much of an idiot mm. those characters were. I just, it resonated that they are ignorant flats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very broad strokes, though, and, you know, they've created yeah. these characters just to be typical jocks. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. The only that, bit I found jarring was that um, the hand on the leg and his overreaction. I to that was like, and then him following out, following out of the club later on for a ziggy, and the, yeah, and then buying him a drink. Yeah, like that was completely reversal. At that point, I thought he was going home with him. Yeah, like I just didn't get it. And that reaction was so over the top. I don't think anyone, even the most idiotic man, would have reacted like that because it didn't feel sexual. It felt. European. Thank you. <laughs> well, that's your excuse for well, no, I, know. I, think it, I think it was sexual, but I don't think... I don't think Josh, the real character, would have reacted in the way that yeah. he... Mm. in the way that he did, or... or if he did react that extremely, it would have been much more consciously to distance himself from actually having felt anything that's a, yeah. at all. Yeah. And it would have been for it's the other... To, to, it was a cover. Mm to play for the other two guys but it wasn't about that it was about mm. him just being just being angry and pissed yeah. off and just like really really objecting to it and it did seem a bit over yeah it seemed overplayed over you know, over strong all right you are on vacation yeah we're backpacking our next stop is bratislava <laughs> slovakia <laughs> You will like it. Casino. Girls. <laughs> you can pay to do anything. Anything. How are the girls? <laughs> Very beautiful. Uh, they will love you. And some American like you. Handsome <laughs> <laughs> <And> devil. <laughs> he is handsome. <laughs> That's so awkward. That's awkward. Yeah. Mm. And then to pull back on it later, like you said, if he then changed that into if it was like a weird cover up moment, then that would have made more sense as a plot point yeah. than to, to just apologise by buying him a drink and having a city with him. And I think that lack of the lack of balance. I mean, not that things necessarily have to be balanced, but if you think about the discomfort of the of homophobic language and that scene, spoiler alert, big big spoiler alert, yeah. <laughs> where that is the end of that businessman. The Dutch businessman. The Dutch businessman. He gets. He get has the ultimate. He is the. He's the ultimate murderer, isn't he? At mm. the end. Yeah, and in a toilet. In a toilet. In a public that toilet. In a public toilet. Oh, yeah, and it's like <laughs> a bit of understall action. Yeah, that's so all. There's no. There's, there's no counter voice for a queer audience standing yeah. on their ground or you. Know, yeah. Or demonstrating that that I don't know. There's a thread there that you could. I don't know that I would necessarily agree uh, interpret it that way, but there's a thread there that you could interpret that they're, they're mm. dishing off the same old story of old gay, older gay man, perverted, 
Well, would you like to hear Eli Roth's description of this? Because this took me by okay, surprise because I've never. So we started we started this recording this podcast at half seven tonight, and I realised that shit, I need to look up the gay subject at twenty five past seven. <laughs> so I'm going to read this off the internet. Um, and so this was Eli Roth responding to being accused of um, you know homophobia, using too much homophobic language. Um, so he says, less is less, and a lot of this I agree with because I'm the one, I'm the, one of the first people to say, gays stop being so reactionary, stop yeah. shouting homophobia at every little thing that gets said on TV. Because I'm not, because uh, that's yeah. and that's not what I'm trying to say about hostile. I'm trying no. to say that the characters are so toxic that you don't actually like them, and that is an issue, and that is poor writing in a horror film, as far as I'm concerned. There's there's good layers to this film, and there are messy, ham-fisted layers, and I think that's the problem with the film, that's the problem that lays it out to be in misinterpreted in in some ways as well. It just needs a good script editor, doesn't it? Yeah. He needed to meet me. Let us, he needs to meet me anyway because he's really gorgeous. Yeah. Eli Roth. Yes. Eli, if you're listening to this, I would really like to have some sort of sexual relations with you. <laughs> um, so, so he says, uh, so he got some letters saying about um, being accused of overt heterosexism, which I've never heard of, and homophobia. Mm-hmm. Heterosexual. I can tell you, I'll, I'll tell you what heterosexual is. Oh, great. Okay. So he says, letters like this one reflect a very disturbing trend happening in cinema today, political correctness. The person, This person is clearly out of touch with how young people in America speak. If you go to any high school or college campus, kids use the word gay to describe something they think is stupid or idiotic. I'm trying to write characters who are real and speak the way young American people actually talk to each other. I don't think he was very successful with that, to be honest. Anyway, <laughs> when someone is acting like a pussy, they call that person a fag. It does not mean that the person using it is homophobic or is saying that someone afraid to do something that is homosexual. It's interesting to note that this reader found no offence at burning a girl's face off with a blowtorch <laughs> and, <then laughs> and then cutting her eye out, but was seriously disturbed by the words gay and fag. I remember when Basic Instinct came out, some activists were protect- protesting because they were afraid that people would think that all bisexuals were murderers. Does this person honestly believe this movie will make people think all homosexuals are killers? Come on, grow up, get over yourself. When I was in college, a student held a seminar on recovered homosexuals. He invited six recovered homosexuals to talk about how religion cured them, as if they had some disease like alcoholism. About 600 angry people attended the seminar, many of them gay, and the whole room watched in amazement as these people on stage talked about using Jesus to choose the right path, and how they left behind a life of homosexuality. This was an event I witnessed with my own eyes, and I used it as a basis for a character who acts out his repression through torture instead of religion. Is this person saying I don't have the right to write what I've seen in my scripts? Should we all just give up and make movies with characters so politically correct that they don't offend anyone? Who wants their horror films safe? If you want safe movies that are politically correct, why are you reading this magazine? Oh, this Fangoria magazine. You yeah. still owe me half a subscription that I paid for before they went bust. <laughs> <laughs> why not spend your time fighting politicians who are trying to outlaw homosexuality instead of filmmakers who are reflecting the world they see around them? However, Hostel clearly stirred something in this reader and sparked a discussion, which for a filmmaker is all you can ask for. Mm. That's I, a good yeah, response. I agree with them. Nobody should, nobody should want their horror to be safe. Or no. filmmaking generally to be safe necessarily, or art in general, or art in general. <laughs> I mean, there is place for safe art, but uh, uh, not to the exclusion of stuff that's difficult and mm. uncomfortable. But if you make 
art that isn't safe and that is dangerous, you can't expect for there not to be a reaction. You yeah, and whether I agree with that reaction, whether I agree, whether I agree or not. Mm. You can't expect for there not to be a reaction. No, definitely not. Because that's what you're producing it for, and you might not like the reaction. Yeah. <laughs> I think the problem is is that everything you said is right, and I agree with it, and it's you make some good follow points, but the quality of the work that he produced <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it, that's lets it, yeah. down what he's actually done. If you made a perfect film, like a great film, that had all these mm. notions in and all of these in, then it would work and it, I don't think it would cause as much fuss but when yeah. you do it badly it just highlights yeah. the bad stuff you're saying in it that's true it is that's true. I think that the Dutch businessman is executed <laughs> really poorly not the murder executed the actual execution yeah. of that character in the storyline I had no idea that he was sexually repressed if he's had if, yeah. if anything he was completely sexually unrepressed he was in public yeah. overtly groping yeah. a young man he in front of his friends and, yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that's it. If you've if so, uh, if he's if he's like he says in this letter has set out to tell to have a character who is a repressed gay man who acts out his fancy through torture, then this script didn't tell us that. No, in fact, it told us the opposite. He was a complete sensualist, fat Dutch businessman. He's eating food in the most disgusting way with his hands, oh, and actually is and actually is advocating that, saying, "I want to be close to the to the, I want to be close to the." to the food that's being killed yeah. for me I want to feel it yeah so he's he's not a repressed character he's a complete and utter sensualist mm. in every yeah. way yeah I wonder if maybe there was more of that to it but then Asuzio got cold feet and said possibly that. yeah because it's happened before yeah there's um, there film uh, Where the Truth Lies I think I've mentioned it before and there's a scene in it where there's like an orgy and we filmed it and said, oh, yeah, no, this is fine, this is fine. But there's a scene in it where there's homosexual activity in this orgy and the studio were like, oh, no, can't have that. So it was fine <laughs> yeah. to show an orgy. All the same bits were on display yeah. when it was three people. But then because um, there was some gay activity, yeah. the, the MPAA said, this is getting an NC-17 certificate, which basically means no one can yeah. see it. A lot of theatres in America won't even show films that are NC-17 so he said you have to cut that out to get it R rating basically so it could because I imagine who's who's this by dimension is it or Lionsgate Lionsgate Lionsgate. they'll they'll want as many people to see it as possible so it's probably the studio pressure as said that's just my take on it anyway it could be it could be it could be but yeah I mean but then but isn't that ironic though that if he was trying to tell this story about this character, but then it's the studio. It's like a business decision as mm. overridden, overwritten his art yeah. that he mm. wanted to say. Yeah. Going back to the sort of the the gay fag issue for me, I th- I think I think at the time it stuck me through because of the words, but now now that I'm a bit older and I'm watching it and I'm a bit more open minded, it's sticking to me through because it's just poorly written. Yeah. And he says something. He says nothing about wanting to write young gay young Americans talking the way they talk. I don't think they do talk like that. I think it just comes across really ham-fisted. And you can, you can, I've, throughout my career as a writer, tried to write people talking the way that they talk, but I've also learned that you're also telling a story at the same time. Yeah. So you have to choose your language carefully yeah. to be able to project it right, get the audience to like your characters. If they say fag every two minutes, they're going to hate you or they're going to be mm. desensitised to it. 
it's not going to have the right effect and yeah. I feel like the messiness of the script is what you highlights all of these issues yeah when it's actually going to make the impact that it needs to make otherwise yeah. if you just throw it every five seconds it's just not mm. it's not a thing anymore See, I don't I don't think that is how people speak I think that's probably how people think young Americans speak yeah. in films yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah that's exactly yeah. what it is <laughs> yeah Totally. So people are sitting there laughing at it because <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Look at these idiots Americans go on holiday and get fucking slaughtered. Mm. I wrote <laughs> my notes but um what my notes on that was the lads talk of girls feels so forced and fake it's almost oh as if God. it's been written by someone who's never actually been around lads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing, isn't it? It's like yeah. it's the it's the film version of how they should talk. I had to Google the location and I now want to go to Oh Bratislava, is it? Chesky Krumlov. Chesky Krumlov. That's where the little um, the little village is. It's just outside of Bratislava. Uh, I want to go there. But I also enjoyed as well as the prettiness, I enjoyed all of the sort of post industrialist landscapes. Mm-hmm. So gorgeous. It was amazing. That factory is fabulous. Can I just say my biggest problem with both films are the bubblegum gang. I genuinely hate, <laughs> hate every second they were on the screen. <laughs> really? I like them. Oh, no, it was the worst pile of shit I've ever seen in my life. I, I enjoy I love kids who beat people up. They were a real gang, weren't they? They found them in the... Were they? When they were filming, mm-hmm. they, they apparently came up to the set and were hassling the production crew, so they said, yeah, I'd rather be in the film and put them in the film. Oh, I quite like that. Fair play to it, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> really annoying <laughs> as hell. I mean, I do like the bit at the end, but they get the most, actually, the most violent scene in the entire first film is from them. With the, um, the rocks. The rocks caving in the heads. That's, that's, that's yeah. quite graphic. I like that. And that was probably one of the best scenes in the film, but yeah. then, them just as themselves, they were just so annoying. I hate kids. That's their unique selling point as a as an in, in terms of their intimidating intimidating street crime. Do you know what that reminds me of? They're not just intimidating, they're annoying. <laughs> <laughs> it was the way to get popping onto things and it reminds me of that um that Cravendale advert with the cats with thumbs. I enjoyed Natalia and Svetlana, yes. two, the two girls. <laughs> yeah. Although I thought when they had no makeup on, Svetlana looked like Pete Burns. As the film went on, they were meant to make up. Yeah. We're like, they had to change from when they were in the American. Area in the hostel area, yeah. they were all glam, and then they were like rough as fuck in that little yeah. horrible tavern. Yeah, um, the spit roast fist bump and the bottle at the beginning <laughs> reminds me of something I saw in person once. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me feel sick. Yeah, I no, yeah. I hate that, and like the idea of like people having sex in hotels in like a bed next to someone else who's having sex that freaks me the fuck out. Like, if you were actually involved all together, that's okay. Yeah. But having sex next to someone who's having sex is just weird. Distracting. Yeah. That is distracting, yeah. And especially if, like, you know, when it's gay, at least everyone can touch everyone, it's fine. Yeah. When it's heterosexuals, it's just awkward. What if it's better? Yeah, that's what true. Yeah, <laughs> 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 the better. I enjoyed the bounces. There was a few moments, and there was a few moments in the film where the security guys and the bouncers, I wanted to be dragged off by them. <laughs> oh, the actual henchmen, though? Yeah. The, the, like the kid, in the, the black yes yeah yes amazing note saying mm-hmm. that the way they were dressed was very very stylish and sexy Bam- yeah. 
Ben was picking out all of the henchmen in the <laughs> that he wanted. And he was also, Ben was also making a list of what he would do to people in the torture chamber, which I was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, but he did have, like, a big array of tools, and he went with the most mundane shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. who wants a chainsaw? That's yeah. too, that's over too quick. That's very yeah. true. Should we like, just talk about the killings? Yeah. I'm quite excited to talk about the killings. Um, but I think the um, I think that my highlight of all of the killings is the fact that they keep vomiting. I think yes. that's disgusting. Oh, that's like, horrible. Vomiting around the around the ball. Yeah. When he vomits <laughs> in fear is actually quite disturbing. Yeah. That's yeah. probably more disturbing that's than a nice touch, isn't it? Because he doesn't it, want him to choke, does he? Doesn't want him to yeah. choke on his vomit, he wants to to kill him. It yeah. comes out like the air hole in the room yeah. and around it. And around it. That's fucking gross. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Very well done, that yeah. bit. Yeah. But it shouldn't be the vomit that's the, like the most disturbing part of your film. No, it should be making you want to vomit, shouldn't it? Yeah. I'll go back to the sex, <laughs> um, the bit where they're having sex together. Does anyone notice the Wickerman reference? No. Mm-hmm. The song on it is... Um, the Landlord's Daughter. It's the Landlord's Daughter's song from the Wickerman. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Reimagined by the Sneaker Pimps, remember them? Yeah. Do you know what, my favourite thing in the world by the way in the first film is the museum and torture yeah the, oh, ticket, yeah. the, the guillotine tickets like so <laughs> yeah. amazing yeah. I was like I need to fucking go there right now yeah. that is the best place I've ever seen yeah no it's cool I hope it really exists yeah because the guy's dressed up in all his medieval gear and he mm. puts the tickets and chops that's so cool yeah that's cool that's one of the best bits in the film <laughs> So there's the bit where Paxton is um, trying to talk his way out of the torture chamber so he reveals that he can speak German, isn't that? Yeah. Yeah. And the, the guy who's torturing him is like a creepy German. He's meant to be like a Nazi doctor, isn't he, basically? Yeah, Germans aren't very... creepy. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> no creepy cannibals have ever been German. Yes, that's very true. <laughs> it was very Nazi on the nose, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. And it was a weird thing, wasn't it, that he kind of partially survives because he is... He speaks the language. I think that was the point, wasn't it? He kind of gets out of it because he's the one of the Americans who's a little bit more cultured than the others. Yeah. So he's not the other. Like, he doesn't see them quite as the other, and I think that was yeah. the point. Because yeah. in all sense of the real horror film, it should have been the guy who was reserved. Well, if it was yeah. following the old-fashioned slasher tropes, then it would be, wouldn't it? It would have been him. And he'd have known German. Mm-hmm. And the other one, and Paxton wouldn't have. Yeah, yeah. He would have. We also didn't get a death scene for Oli. Oli, yeah. yeah. You saw yeah. his head, don't you? Which yeah. was quite blatantly a head in that picture. Yeah, it was obvious. Yeah. I quite I like they didn't pick up on that, I don't know. Yeah, no, I did like that, though. I like that where it cuts with just being a head. I thought that was quite funny. Yeah. I had a sense of humour about that. But I would have liked to see him die. You know, they made him into an asshole, and yeah. give me the satisfaction of seeing the asshole die. Yeah. yeah. No, that's true. Um, and uh, so the actual, the one moment of horrible gore that's effective in the first one is the eyeball isn't it mm-hmm. basically all built around that eyeball scene mm-hmm. where her eyeball's hanging out and then Paxton has to oh, he, it, he cuts yeah. it off and all yeah. the green pus comes out yeah that's hideous that's hideous and I think it's quite it's quite it's sort of downbeat depressing ending isn't it that mm-hmm. she realises she's so scarred she has to kill herself well I actually just thought she was a selfish bitch yeah. you just risked her life to go back and save her and she just kills herself egotistical twat yeah I didn't. I do. I'd been at the gym that day and I'd done leg day, and I was amazed at the power of her legs to make herself fly. <laughs> <in the air. laughs> Such a great height to smack into the front of that gym, into the front of the train. I thought I want that leg power. I love the two old women getting sprayed with a bomb. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was quite funny. <laughs> but then Paxton 
jumps on the train, makes his escape. Oh, so we forgot about the girls when he runs over Svetlana and Natalia. Yeah, that's good. I like yeah. that. That's and good. I, well, I like that bit, but I like one of the girls actually survives because <laughs> the but then she gets to run over. Yeah. yeah. She gets to run over. That's, yeah. that's quite disturbing, but actually I quite like that. It was a bit... I felt this with both of them now. They were a bit too clean cut. As in, like, all the bad guys got the comeuppance at the end of this and the second one. And it's like, that other guy hadn't been seen. And he was meant, he was in Amsterdam one minute and then he'd shown up here, but he didn't come with them. It just felt a bit too convenient that he'd yeah. suddenly show up for the first time again in this place just oh, to like bring it Yeah. Like, I mean, I wasn't mad because he scared me. I didn't like him. Because of the creepy guy, the creepy Very guy. Creepy the eyes. first thing he says is "trust me." I'm like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when, when you're abroad and somebody says "trust me," yeah. no, do you? And he, and he had, and he had that funny thing on his lip. That yeah. was the most disturbing yeah. thing. He was really no. Yeah, because doesn't he just cl- be climbing through a window and there's like people who are clearly fucking high on smack having sex? <laughs> oh yeah, like, yeah. This is this. It's a fine situation. Yeah, this is an uncomfortable and unsafe at all. But they're like, yeah, I mean, the, the sex that they're having in that bed as well is so unsexy and, like, mm. zombified, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's, um... Do you miss the American man who's coming there to kill him and yeah. the interaction there? That's, that's quite a nice that's scene. That's two, isn't it? No, that's in the first one as well. The first one is... Oh, that's right, yeah. He's, it's where he gets the... He puts the suit on, doesn't he? He's yeah. famous, but I don't know why I know him. He's in, like, lots of TV programmes. I, like I know his face as yeah. well. He's yeah. just in a lot. Yeah, he's in all kinds of sitcoms, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. I like that I like that in that scene, um... Paxton basically gets away because he puts that nice fancy coat on, doesn't he? Yeah. Mm. And it was like if he was dressed in his jeans and t shirt, this and that. It's like if he was dressed in his yes. jeans and t shirt, he would obviously be a victim, but because he looks like he's got money, mm. it, there's no question that he was obviously but, be a killer. Well, that's the point of that's the point of the film. You can, yeah. you know, you, you can buy anything you want. Yeah. They told me they lined up something real special. I've been waiting for almost a week for this shit. I mean, like, for 50 grand, she better be worth it. You know what I mean? But it's supposed, it's supposed to be real. It's supposed to be a real rush, right? It's like, it's, it's like it's, they told me, it's like, it's, it's like a real rush, right? Come here. I've been all over the world. You know, I've been everywhere. And the bottom line is pussy's pussy. You know, every strip club, every whorehouse, every... It's all the same shit. You know, I just fucked a girl two days ago, and I don't even remember the color of her tits. But this... This is something you never forget, right? Right? Never. Never, right? Let me show you something, this is pretty sweet. Check this out. What do you think of this? Come on, let me see yours. Come on, let me see yours. We're all in the same club, what? I'll be out in a second, guy. Can I ask you something personal? Do you, do you mind? How'd you do it? I mean, did you do it real slow? Or did, you, or did you just get it over with right away? Because that's why I asked for the fucking gun. Because I just wanted to just fucking do it quick. You know what I mean? I just wanted to just get it over with. But now I'm thinking maybe, you know, maybe that. Because I, I, I want to feel it. You know what I mean? I just want to fucking feel that shit. So I'm, I'm, I don't know what to, I, I'm thinking, what, what, do you, what, do you, what do you think I should do? Make it quick. Make it quick. Yes. Yeah, that's no. Fuck that shit. Fuck this too fucking American dude. I'm going fucking old school. Who wants this motherfucker? Who wants this shit? Come on, motherfucker, bring it. Kind of it's gone that far. You can afford, you know, death. Come on, yeah. it's just a commodity. You can buy yeah. it. I like that it was called Elite Hunting, and I made me think, is it just like EliteSingles.com? Oh, <laughs> 
It's just there off brand. Did you um, have to go undercover and find out? Yeah. Did you notice what number the room was in the hostel? 237. It's the shine. That's Red Rum Room. The shine. Yeah. Uh, well spotted, boys. Yeah, I liked in that essay the way he talked about the suit change for him. He, yeah. he mentioned that it's kind of years going off to be a lawyer. So just like he at the beginning was willing to pay for sex, if he goes off and become a lawyer in the future, he could have been yeah, quite easily be. one of those people who's willing to pay yeah. for the next high after he got bored of that. Yeah. And it's that is actually quite a nice yeah. yeah, interpretation. It's, you you know. could argue it's that the the poor being preyed on by the rich. Mm, that yeah. you know that could be what the yeah. point of the film is. It's, if you've got enough money, you can buy anything you want. If you know, you go to Amsterdam and you can buy sex. Go to some random Eastern European com- country and you can mm. murder someone if you want. If yeah. you've got enough money. And Amsterdam is an interesting place for the film to start, isn't it? Because most of the, most of those girls there. Of fell victim to human trafficking in the first place. That's mm. over there. So it is. A, it is interesting in that sense. And the rich, the rich versus poor thing is really interesting as well mm. because in the second one, it's the fact that she's got money. Yeah, yeah. Probably a lot of Eastern European countries, people would probably consider them to be poor countries, poor nations. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. just in a weird way. It's also on described as. Like a bit of an offshoot of like the exploitation, you know, stuff like deliverance, mm. and it's like yeah. it's yeah. looking at these people as bumpkins and seeing yeah. this is what these people are backwards and yeah. this is what they do. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Well, it's, it says that in that essay about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre as well. Oh, it says it references the Texas Chainsaw because Texas Chainsaw was all about um, poor people yeah. who who um, worked in an industry that the Americans wanted to keep very much under wraps, which was basically the slaughter of animals, mm, yeah. meat. And them sort of rising up and, and coming back against the middle class people and, mm. and sort of stepping out of the shadows. And they're saying that in a sense, it's, it's, this is a similar theme because torture is also something that Americans need and use, but mm. is kept under wraps. Um, well, I think technically we outsource it to Egypt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, share the wealth, I'd say. Paxton yeah. was a vegetarian as well, he said. During the day, uh, yeah, when yeah. he's eating the chicken scene, so I did think of that. Yeah. It looks like he gets stuff, it looks like, well, no, the bit where he's hiding on the little cart and he's got all his fingers. Yeah. It looks like the fella's putting stuff in it. It looks like a pizza oven with his big wide oven. Yeah. Just, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I like um, Paxton himself, by the way. Can we just discuss? I thought he should be on top of a bar somewhere in a jock strap. With a backwards cap and possibly a baseball bat doing the whole thing. I stuff. didn't find him oh. that attractive. No, he yeah. was gorgeous. Yeah. His skin oh, tone was perfect. Mm. No. He's actually in Suicide Squad. Oh, is he? He's, I'm guessing he's done alright for himself now. Seems to be in that. Who's he in that? El Diablo. The oh, he didn't, didn't, didn't yeah. recognise him. Oh, he's got little tattoos, isn't that? Yeah, I did some research after it. Part two. He looks even hotter in part two than he does. Maybe. There was an alternative ending which I thought was interesting. Oh, what was it? Um, instead of killing the Dutch, Dutch, businessman. Dutch businessman, he kidnaps his daughter. Oh. I really don't understand this ending because he kidnaps the daughter and the man's looking for where the daughter was in the thing and he gets on a train and leaves with the daughter. But I'm like, has he really thought that plan through? Because what's he fucking going to do with this girl? Like, where are you going to go with this, like, random girl? Did you film that? It's like, it's on the, the DVD. Oh, is it? Oh, it was listed you? under the alternative head on the Wikipedia article. Ah, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs>
jako je, kdo tam vlastně žije. Svět jako váš, možná jen trochu čarovný, jak je, nebo ne, člověk tam nejen písní ježi. So yeah, I mean, I would give it, I, I'd say like, Hostel is like a solid three-star film. Yeah. Watching it again, I enjoyed it more this time, and I think I didn't think it was terrible. I didn't think it was like a one-star or two-star film. I thought, it's all right, it's good. It, it's got. It's definitely got good moments. Yeah, for me, it's more that if it encourages people to go find more stuff that yeah. this is based on, stuff that Eli Roth likes and obviously references in these, if it, you know, if someone goes out and finds a Katie Mikey and yeah. then, you know, fair play. I'll, definitely. It's not sort of nods ever go back to and you know I wouldn't mm. purposely walk out my way to watch it again but yeah you know it's yeah. a good a gateway a gateway yeah. film mm. I found it a lot more fun than what I thought I was gonna yeah. go into I actually enjoyed it a lot more than I thought it was I thought it was gonna be a bit of a throwaway film Um it's just, yeah. bit, it's just a bit tame for me I think yeah. Yeah. maybe I'm desensitised but it just doesn't it doesn't live up to what it yeah, yeah. if they up the violence to something a lot more extreme even we need to go further than the second one still. It needs yeah. to be a lot more. And then maybe I would have really enjoyed it. Even for its bad points, I could have forgiven. Yeah. But it just doesn't... It doesn't have the gore to make up for the bad plot. And it doesn't have a good enough plot. Totally. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. It's just yeah. not good at e- not good enough yeah. for either. Yeah. So that was Hostel Part 1. Um, come back in the second part of this episode where we're going to talk about Hostel Part 2. You'll be shocked to find out. <laughs> Let us know what your thoughts of this episode. Um, you can tweet me at Johnny Larkin. You can tweet Stephen Moore at HSTay99. And you can tweet Jonathan Butler. Uh, Cthulhu502. But Martin, I don't know. Where can you get hold of you? I'm going to the spa. You should come too. <laughs> <laughs> That's explain why you've been in a towel for this whole episode. <laughs> <laughs>